It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We got some exciting news. So we always do overtime for our members. And real quick, just so you guys know, for less than two bucks a month to become part of the starters tier, that gets you all the custom emojis. We're going to update the emojis on this uh, graphic where we, everyone, we are like six away from unlocking the next emoji. So hint, hint, if you want the next emoji, sign up. Coaches tier gets you for less than five bucks a month. The same thing, plus some overtime video, daily extra content. And for the Brown Steelers game, we are doing something we have never done before. We're going to test it out. It may work. It may not. But essentially, you can be part of our UCSS group chat during the game. You can see all the back and forth we have. It's going to be myself, G, J. Where does that happen? Bull. In a text chain? Or yes. What? It's Is a that's... text chain. It's a whole system that I, I had a great grasp on yesterday until we had to test it out, and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm cursing in that one. thing, right? We don't think <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can whatever curse we want. It. It, it, is, it is unfiltered. Well, I mean, if we if want you, it to be authentic, our yeah. regular – in-game chain yeah if you want to be part of that that is just for coaches members yeah just for coaches and i can't so we're bringing them into our text chain it's crazy what asset who does that nobody crazy and if you want the code you have to become a coaches member and it's on our community tab we've posted the code on the community tab for coaches members only so if you want to be part of that got to be a coaches member you got to go to the community tab You'll find the code and the app, and I'm, I can't even say the app name. It's it's secret unless you're a Coach's Tier member. Oh, so go wow. check it out. It's on the Coach's Tier community tab. Awesome. And you could join us on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm just giving you a heads up now. It's Thursday. I promise you we will do our best to understand this new technology. Mm. I had a whole one-on-one with Ian yesterday. <laughs> I left that meeting like, oh, this is simple. And Anthony Earl will attest. This is about to be a breeze. We then tested it out. I was so confused. I'm getting another tutorial on it today. So we – I like that you said, I, I promise you, we'll try not that I promise you this is going to work. Yeah. I promise you we're going to give it our best yeah, shot. Yeah. It, it makes it, I'll tell you offline, this app, it's, it's supposed to work awesomely. I just got to figure out how the interface actually works. Yeah. But it is essentially a group chat that I control through an app on my laptop where we can go back and forth. So, they can ask us questions. Fans can ask questions. Let me see if I understand this chat. right. We're not peeling back the curtain. We're peeling back the curtain and inviting the coaches members into our room, into our club. Our now, it's not the full group chat. It's just it's us three or me, you three. Jason's working, so we're not going to blow up his phone. Yeah, blow him up. No, <laughs> I get it. But what we're essentially pulling our curtain back yep. and saying, come on into our in-game discussion. Yep. You're right. part of the club. I, I Have you guys had a, um, a coaches tier member? Have you met a coaches tier member yet in, out in public? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Oh, Eddie. oh, aside from Eddie, Eddie doesn't count. I think two, we all know Eddie. There were two young ladies that were there. That were, I don't know. Were, Eddie um, does count, by the way. We love yeah. you, Eddie. No, I mean we all know Eddie. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I did yesterday for the first time. Really? Yeah, and w- the distinction that they made was, yo, 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 Ultimate Cleveland Sports. I'm a coaches tier member, and it automatically, <laughs> to your point, like, it, it like, gave him instant cachet with me. I'm like, more credibility. Oh, what's up? And and so now we're boys, you know. Yeah. Now we're boys. Did That's you go in for a handshake? Something too. What's yeah, that? real quick, guys. Uh, the the local uh, pro football writers members. Did you? Are you a local? Are you considered a local pro football writers association member? Did you? Yeah, but I didn't vote. You didn't vote. You you were not actually. I don't obnoxious. know. No, I'm in it. Jason never votes. Right? So they I'm voted for two things yeah. in Cleveland. First player of the year. Who won MVP of the Browns by the writers? Or who would you have voted for? My Nick Chubb is really about the only. No, it's not Chubb. It wasn't Chubb. It was Joel Batonio. Wow. Okay. Which is a good vote, but I would have gone with Joe. But anyway. No, it just, yeah, I mean, it surprises me because yeah, you got to be really inside the weeds yeah, to right. look at Joel but and say this is all writers okay. that are voting. So, yeah, so, so I get it. Yeah. Little... And then they voted for the good guy award, which is basically who treats the media the best. Yeah. Who do you think won that one? Lyman? Nick Chubb. No, but. I but, mean, Nick Chubb. Uh, yes. So good. But Nick Chubb's that, not that much of a talker. So no, but he's just very Conklin's cordial. a good choice, but not the answer. I know who it is. Betonio? Did he win that, I'll too? I'll give you a hint. No. He's only played 11 games this year. 
Brissett? Why? Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Okay. Brissett. That, so congratulations to those. That one really surprised. Is that going to him? Why? You Wait, think... it did surprise you? He didn't answer. He didn't really answer a question all no, year. No, but he was cordial. Like it's a good guy. He's, He's a good guy. Very polite. We all like him. He didn't I... beat Jason up when Jason walked up to him and said, "Hey, I've said a lot of really mean things to you in the office." <laughs> he was great. He was. Yeah. And I, yeah, that was the first. I always found that's dope. You came up to him and said, "Yeah, I was." I was no, those yeah. conversations. I've always been fascinated. Those are the conversations that writers have to have. Mm-hmm. When I was in TV, I, I, I never had to have those. So you do. You do have. So you do. If you be, if oh, you've been, if it's you've part been, of the deal. Like, if, oh well, no, the number one rule: if you rip a guy, you better be in the locker room the next day. You better face him. Oh, so unwritten rules of journalism. I like this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, no, so, it is so, very so, much so. That's one on one. So if you write an article, you'd be like, man, you play like crap. You got to be in there. You to get better that. be. And, and you let me ask you this: there I, I've had writers tell me it's also kind of I don't know if it's unwritten, but it's their courtesy that they follow. They give the player a heads up. I've yes. I've had some. Oh tell me that. really? Yeah, I have. They awesome. said they they will go up to them and say. I'm doing. A, I'm. This is what I'm doing. They don't necessarily say it's a hit piece, but I'm doing a story, and we're going to talk about some unpleasant things. And I want to give you the courtesy to to react. Do you want it? Do you want to participate in yeah. an interview for yeah. me? And that's a courtesy. When I'm building, when I meet someone for the first time, like someone prominent, mm-hmm. I tell them, "I'll always stab you in the chest. I'm not going to stab you in the back. You're going to see it coming." And guys yeah. respect that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. And you know what? Guys. I think guys guys not only respect that. I think guys will. Be, that's why the that's why you had the relationship with LeBron that you had, in my opinion, yeah. because of your fairness. That's why I always liked you yeah. as a reader, uh, you know reading what? your stuff. So I thought this guy, y'all ain't this that guy, bad now. I mean, y'all, y'all ain't that bad. I didn't know that. I didn't know. What about sports talk show hosts and sports media? No, we don't have to be no, no, no. no, no, no. By, by the way, in my, in my, out the window. In my seven years of being at Brown's camp and doing a lot of interviews, off the top of my head, five guys that I loved interviewing with the Browns were great interviews, always super friendly. In no particular order, Joel Batonio, Joe Schobert, who I thought he and I were actually going to become friends off the field, didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I need more on that story, by the uh, way. We we sat and chatted. Text. We sat and chatted off air for like thirty minutes once. I have a picture of Bull <laughs> texting with Joe Schobert and staring at his phone. Come That's on, what I wanted to bring wait, back for, wait, for the dots. Waiting for the dots. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Super guy. Andrew Hawkins. He wasn't yeah. here that long, but yeah. and I forgot my fifth guy. Oh, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, Joe Thomas is super uh, nice. Uh, can I talk about my shirt for one second? Yeah, what's it say? I wanted, you look, you look fat when you cry. I know it's offensive, but it's hilarious. Pete Lee, terrific comedian. We went to a show a few weeks ago. Met him after the show, and I got his shirt. Here in Cleveland? You saw we him? saw him in Cleveland, yeah. yeah. We're at the same stage that Mikey will be on in a few weeks. Ooh. Do we have a date for that yet, Mikey? No, no. not yet. Okay. We no. have two floating out there. Okay. We'll let you all know when it's By the way, <laughs> does Jay know that Anthony is opening for Mike? Because I don't think well, he's No, 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 I did. I, oh. We had discussed that Anthony was oh. going to have to do a Anthony's shorter Anthony's going to open for me, who's opening for Polk, who's also has like four other openers that oh, night. My oh, wow. God. Coaches, Tim members coming? Everyone's coming. Everyone's to that. coming to that. Yeah, oh, that's an open. We're gonna sell out. We're gonna sell out the place. Pete, all all the Cleveland sports shows. Pete is big on YouTube, and I told him I was gonna wear this show, and I would tag him on it. And then I lost the shirt, <laughs> and then I just found the shirt the other day. I'm like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there so it is. I, I nice. finally got to wear it. Nice. I'm sorry if I if it's offensive to some people. Is that a bit that he does? You look yeah. fat when you cry. Yeah, that's his bit. You yeah. look fat. That's one fat? of his little. No, not at all. So he might not have license to tell that joke, right? My wife loves him. She thinks he's hilarious. No, we, were, we were at the front table right in front of the stage. Yeah. I thought I was going to get annihilated that night. I kept my mouth shut my head Oh, I down. remember you tell, yeah. telling Nobody should ever be offended hey, by real, comedian. Real quick, Aditi's hopping on now, and she's going to, you know, 20 minutes usually with Aditi, so we're probably not going to get a chance to talk Cavs later. Right. So we'll save the Mitchell, could he be the number one athlete for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. But we do have to acknowledge the game last night real quick, even if just for a few minutes. <coughs> yeah. Mitchell coming off, 71-point performance. He said yeah. he was feeling gassed. He looked going exhausted. Into the game. He yeah. didn't shoot the ball well. He still finished with twenty. Yeah, right. But he made big plays down the stretch. Mobley well, hit the. I game I think he winner. made the play. His uh, driving dish yeah. was the play of the game. It right. was tied at eighty-eight. There was like yeah. ten seconds to go. First Mobley game he shot good. ever by Mobley. He drew all. Yeah, I was surprised. He'd to been see terrible. That. He hadn't shot well at all in the game. He drove all as he drove into the lane. Everybody collapsed on him. Mitch kicked it back, and right Mobley play. hit about an eight or ten footer in the in the key. It was and a shout good. out to Raul Neto who made uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, had some important minutes out there. So I, right. I was I was there last night. I just want to mention this Raul, real quick. Right? And this yeah, yeah Neto, who's awesome. <laughs> Two things about the Cavs, the game, all in time. I saw Jason. We hung out for a little bit at the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. First off, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I'm best, telling you, best atmosphere, right? It is 
un. Well, you've been there unbelievable. before, though, right? Yeah, but, I mean, this is my I think eighth game this year. I've been at like half yeah. the home games. It gets better and better. And <laughs> the game yesterday was hideous offensively. Mitchell had seventy-one points by himself on Monday. There were seventy-four total points in the first half combined yeah. yesterday. No one made shots. The Cavs were zero for fifteen from three. There wasn't a second in that game where the crowd wasn't completely engaged. And when they recognized Mitchell in the first quarter, and Jason, I guess you were at the media seats. I'm curious how it sounded from your perspective as someone who's been to a lot more games than I have. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That was as loud of a non-game winning shot moment I think I've ever heard in a basketball game. They get it going. It, that they Rocket Mortgage Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for my time covering Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, Oracle which yeah. no longer is there in Toronto come to mind as the three loudest arenas. Right. That Can we I just call it the rock, by the way. That would be dope. I think there is a I rock mean, already. Unfortunately, there is? I hate having to say rocket well, mortgage field house. All the time. It's annoying. Or yeah. we could say the field house, but that sounds lame. I don't know. Rock. That, it's no. just generic. Go ahead. I like the rock. I, I like the rock. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, who's going to start that? I'll, 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 I'll just did. Let's did. Bush, right. you have national reach right now. Put it out there. Put it out there on social. This, uh, this, According to we need Bush, GNN to tweet it. I think, <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it should be called The Rock, too. I the like rock, that. Baby. And as we bring in Aditi, yeah. I do want to say Aditi texted me last night and goes, oh, my goodness, G went crazy viral. Are you serious? Can we put Aditi in a five box here with us, uh, Steve? G, we all love you, man. You are the worst person with your phone in the world. G, I'm not sure... Knew he so went dumb. viral until he finally read my text eight hours later about Mike. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You, I'm not kidding. Phone, when I told you way, last night, he had no idea. I was like, no oh, idea. I could. yeah, I mean, it was really funny because I said to Mikey, I said, I'm so sorry. I've been like crazed. I didn't realize that she went so, so viral. And frankly, I think it was Micah Parsons retweeting you that made me realize, you know, yeah. made me watch the whole thing, all of that. And uh, Mikey McNugget said, I don't think G knows. No, I, I, like, <laughs> I didn't know, like, uh-uh. And like, they said no. he's not responding to text. I'm like, because he's blowing up so much, he's ignoring all the text? <laughs> no, he's big time in you. No, no, my, my yeah, mom, literally. there's a there's a funny, I don't answer my phone so much sometimes that I was sick and I called off to work here. And, and my wife was like, Where's he at? <laughs> Where's he at? I, I watch every day to make sure he's made, he made it there. She leaves him for work for I do so, uh, to make sure he's there. So she texts McNuggets like, "Hey, hey, uh, wait, you went off the grid with wifey? No, I you was there, sick. Jay. He, you were here that day. You were here that day. G didn't, G didn't well, answer anybody. We were remember she about texted him. Mike. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. Oh, I answer her either. I, so what, it was crazy. I told you, Aditi, I told you. I, guys, I've got a story that could top that one. So this is my very first sideline for CBS. I'm down in Carolina. It's the Browns Panthers week one of this season. And I'm sitting in the production meetings with Kevin Stefanski and the Browns, you know, one by one. And my phone is blowing up because my Simply Safe alarm system keeps saying that there's been some sort of a breach. And I don't know what's going on. So I'm texting my husband and I'm just like, hey, Matt, hey, Matt. And my husband is at a pit football game with my son and my daughter, and Matt's not answering me. And Miles Garrett walks in the room, and all of a sudden, I see video on my phone of police oh, no. around my house. Oh, and I'm like, oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry, but the cops are at my house. And I get up, walk out of the meeting. This is the first time that I'm working with this crew. This is the first time I'm doing the sideline. I'm totally probably getting fired. I call the police department. And I call somebody that I think is at the pit football game to be like, hey, is Matt sitting anywhere near you? And she's like, yeah, he's right here. I'm like, well, can you get ask him to get off his you-know-what? Oh. The cops are at the <laughs> So then I walk back in, and Miles Garrett, this true story, Miles Garrett is sitting there, you know, he's talking about Baker Mayfield and the defense and all that. And Miles is like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, my bleeping husband just oh. needs to get off of his bleeping bleep. <laughs> Miles loses it, Jay Feely loses it, and I'm just like, at this point, I'm losing my job. 
Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I feel about men who don't pick up the phone. Pick up I, the phone. It's obnoxious. Dude. 100% right. We're all I, bad, but I, G, you I, are I take, awfully bad. So I, I, so I take very strong medication, people. Like, so, like, it, <laughs> when my neck hurts, I take these men, this medication, and I'm like, you're right. out. It's incoherent. Plus, you don't <laughs> sleep at night. And, and, and I have insomnia, so it's crazy. Like, I used to have people wake me up for my radio show at, like, 5 or 6. I said, listen, please, during the pandemic, it was just me. I just said, listen, make sure I get up because if I don't, like, I, I can't control it. So, yeah, I was just asleep because I took my medicine, but my mom called me. She called me eight times. McNuggets was like, I ain't know what to say. <laughs> so it worked out well, but yeah, if you, if I don't answer you, it's for a decent reason, I think. You're he- you're usually heavily medicated. Yes, I'm usually sedated. Your husband uh, doesn't have that same excuse, Aditi. Yeah. No. I, I can, no, yeah. Not no, remotely. I mean, Aditi, come on. You do know the You can call Miles Garrett now and ask Miles <laughs> Garrett about Aditi's husband, and he'll be like, oh, did yeah, he apologize? that's the wouldn't pick up the phone when the cops were at the house. <laughs> did, did he apologize? Was he like, oh, I'm sorry, hon. I'm sorry. It was just, I, yeah. I couldn't hear my phone. You know what, no. though, Aditi, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to come to your come to your husband's defense. I've been at games, sure. oftentimes, where I can't get a text or a phone call right. out, and I get nothing in because I'm surrounded by sixty thousand people that are hogging up all the cell But then, Jay, space. why was my friend Becky, who's sitting three rows away from me, <laughs> well, has a No, no, wait. I, I knew that would be your next question, so I'm going to explain it the way it's been explained to me. Alibi. It's literally like sand fighting to get through the small hole in the hourglass. This dude is good, Some man. get through. This guy's good. But not all of it gets through. Aditi, as the... Jay, is this how you've been married for 20-something yeah, years? I'm, I'm hiring Jay as this guy. This guy's freaking good, man. Wait a second. As the only non-Neanderthal on this panel, (laughs) a man who had it, my best man was a woman, unlike these animals, uh, your husband was out of line, he should have answered the phones. What if if it didn't ring? There's no way it didn't ring, he's full of, that's an excuse that a guy would make. Oh, I don't know. That's full of, how many times did you call him? I, don't, I mean, at this point, I don't remember, but it was a lot. I, I so, am that person. I hate that person, but I am that person. That so there's no way it didn't ring every time. No way it didn't ring every time. I don't know, man. I've been at games where for, for the entire three and a half hours, Same. I can't get anything no out signal. and I get nothing in. And then you, you walk out of the stadium, you're five miles away, and all of a sudden, your phone explodes. 42 yeah. missed calls. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. That, I mean, it's a story. <laughs> that does so, happen. Yes, Jay, that does. But on this Jay particular... Jay sits in the high roller seats. He doesn't have that. Problem. He's got personal that. internet. He's no. right behind. I mean, he's got his own personal internet. No, I this <laughs> isn't true. Aditi, Aditi, um, yeah, you know the Steelers as well power. as anyone. Um, that's why we're thrilled that we're going to talk Steelers. Like, obviously, this game is meaningful for the Steelers. How are you looking at this football game uh, as we sit a couple of days away from it now? What do you think is going to happen? Look, I mean, the Steelers, abs- the Steelers are still in this position of win and potentially get in. Obviously, they need help, but they've been in that position before. I mean, I remember standing on the field in Cleveland near the end of the game, and Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers were waiting for help. I believe it had to do with Kansas City and a field goal. And I remember Ben turning to Tracy at the end, Tracy Wilson at the end of the game, being like, Tracy, do you have a score? Tracy, do you have a score? Like... Yes, they need help, but they're still alive. They're not dead. And so while I would sit here and from the Browns perspective, I love hearing Miles Garrett say, oh, we want to be spoilers. And, oh, they are our rivals. And, oh, we want to end on a great note. And, oh, you know, how you finish really informs how your offseason goes and all of that. Let's see if they can make that just as meaningful as winning to get into the playoffs the Steelers will make meaningful. That was not a sentence that made any sort of sense. Well, yeah, and I, I apologize. I, 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 no, we get it. But... There's no construct there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Your underlying the, point was taken. Here's the important thing. Yes. At, at When the Steelers were two and six, you were on. That's her husband. You were on. <laughs> <laughs> you were... That's actually the voice coach. That's way more responsive than my husband. Uh, but okay. Yeah. It, so at two and six, you were on with us, and I was doing a victory lap that I was going to be right, that the Steelers are going to finish under 500. It was in the bag. Now, we all know the reality is the Steelers are beating up on the sisters of the poor to get all these wins. I don't think they've – do they have a quality win in the whole list? Who cares? You yeah, beat they're, who? They're all not, they they, they okay, beat like a bunch of scrubs. Paid, I don't care. Look, it's too right. hard to win in the National Football League. Win. Win. You're right. That's it. I'm making excuses. I'm making excuses. 
They would have no yeah. chance of winning in the playoffs. But if they win this game, they will finish over 500, and I will be wrong. Do you want to pr- proactively, before this game, take a victory lap back at me right now? I, you know, like, I love Adam. Like, this is one of those things, like, I'm not tied to any organization. So it really, like, what's the point in sitting here? Someone sent me a tweet. No, just to I bust my chops. I think you should just like bust my chops. for wins. No, someone sent me, I, I think the line was originally set at seven and a half yeah. for the Steelers in terms of wins, like at the start of the season. And I had tweeted, you know, this is the highest paid defense, or this is a defense filled with playmakers, game changers, whatever, on offense are going to be able to do what they want to do. They rebuilt their offensive line, definitely take the over. So someone actually just sent that to me and was like, oh, look, you were right. You knew what you were talking about. All right, great. Like, who cares? You know, I just don't. Adam, I don't know. I don't know. This could go every which way. And it's certainly, Mm. I actually had this conversation with a Steelers player yesterday, and I'm not going to sell anybody out in any way. And obviously, no fan and no player ever wants anything other than to win. Nobody is thinking about, well, my draft position might be better, or my coaching staff might change this way, or, you know, nobody ever wants to lose, period. Like, that's it. And let's, like, stop talking about, well, it might be better for the whole of the organization if X happens, because no player, no coach knows that he's going to be there for the next year, the the whole of the organization. Having said that, there's certainly a segment of people who follow the Pittsburgh Steelers who would like to see some very, very, very significant change to the offensive design scheme play calling and the Steelers making the playoffs makes it harder to see Mike Tomlin, who is loath to make change for change and who is incredibly loyal makes it harder to see Mike Tomlin being compelled to make change because that has been a conversation point this year that you know, Chuck Knoll at one point was forced to fire four assistant coaches by ownership and was told, you need to change this up. And he did, and the Steelers saw immediate success. Um, Dan Rooney, the late Dan Rooney, basically forced Mike Tomlin's hand and said that as much as Ben Roethlisberger loves Bruce Arians and as much as Bruce Arians is loved, this offense needs to change. Ben Roethlisberger needs to be able to get rid of the ball quicker, stay healthier, we need to do something different. And Bruce Arians was sort of encouraged into a pseudo retirement, which we all know it wasn't. And Todd Haley was brought in. Ownership compelled that. In the last however many years, ownership has not compelled anything when it comes to Mike Tomlin's coaching staff. There has been a lot of unrest about the offensive coordinator play caller in Pittsburgh. And I think that there are certainly people who sit here and say, is this Steelers team really built for a Super Bowl run? No. So if they're just going to get into the playoffs to lose in the first round and to keep the staff as it is, is that really as good long term as if perhaps they don't get in and some tough decisions need to be made? I'm not saying that a player will ever say that. I'm not saying that a staffer will ever say that. But there's certainly that's, you know, fans talk about all sorts of things. So that's definitely something that fans in the city of Pittsburgh are talking about. But, of course, then there's that other piece, you know, the fans hate the Browns. And so they don't want that to come against the Browns. Did you guys hear what Ben Roethlisberger said? No, No. what did he say? Um, he said, well, I think that the Steelers should, I should find the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, well, you know, I think the Steelers should win this game, not to put any pressure on anyone, but you know, it is the Browns. It is the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what he said. I'm he quoting him. Point. Brown- I, he's a D bag, but it is fair. <laughs> the Browns is the Browns. Basically, Are you allowed to say that on a streaming TV show? Is that acceptable? Language? Oh, we've hey, said listen, far worse. Listen, yeah. we, we've broken bigger <laughs> rules than that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I you said know, that on the radio. <laughs> Game. I had Alan Fanica on my radio show and we were kind of talking about the Saints and the Browns and at the end of that game in those third and one, fourth and one situations where you knew the run game was working and the Browns are throwing the ball. And so I was asking him, you know, as an offensive lineman, when you know you can push guys, do you ever speak up? Do you say to your coach, trust us? And he's just like, I don't care if it's fourth and six. We know <laughs> when we're moving people and we're just like, run that bleep. And we lost him on the radio because, like, you know, there's <laughs> dump. Whatever, so they had to, like, dump him. Dump. So they dumped him. 
And then they call him back up and the poor guy's in Louisiana and he's like, hey guys, I'm so sorry. The hunting cabin out here, the service isn't so great. No one had the heart to tell him. Well, actually, Alan, you can't say that on the radio. Yeah, you got dumped. You didn't lose his service. You yeah, got dumped. You got ghosted, dog. You even that's know. all right. Let him, let him keep thinking that. That's fine. It, <coughs> that's, that's perfectly fine. I want to ask you about a, a topic that Bull and I got red-faced on earlier in the show. And it's oh numbers. Okay. And I, I think these numbers are meaningful. Bull says they mean nothing because they lack context. Brace yourself. Uh, there's a couple screen. Yeah, you, have a, you have a monitor, right? You can see what we're going to put up. I do, yes. Yep. Okay, the, these are the numbers this year with TJ Watt. Seven and two. The Steelers are seven and two. And the opponents are scoring just over 17 points a game. Without them, they're one and six. And the opponents are averaging eight points a game more when TJ's not on the field. That's this year. Uh, uh, arguably, uh, that's a smaller sample size. That's all we have this year. For his career, the Steelers with him, now obviously they had a much better team for some of these years, but for his career with TJ Watt, they're 58 and 26. And two ties. And two ties. And the opponents have scored 20 points a game on average. And when he hasn't been there for his career, they're 1 in 10, and they're uh, allowing almost a touchdown more per game. And Aditi, my point on this is that he's only missed four games beyond this before this year. So we don't real like so four games before this year doesn't prove anything. Jay's trying to say, well, it's 80, it's a 90 game sample size. <coughs> but there's a lot of guys that played in those 90 games. So how do I know how much of a factor Watt is? You know what? Because sometimes you need context to the numbers as in, as somebody who was there basically for every single one of those games of his career. That's why we I mean, I you. can't even tell you. Yeah. He makes this is what's so fun. Mike Tomlin hates to talk about the intangible or the emotional or the gray as opposed to the black and white. But let me tell you, this is all about the intangible. And this is all about how TJ Watt makes everybody around him play better. Now, yes, in a very tangible football X and O way, he demands so much attention that that frees up an extra guy off of Cam Hayward. Sure. That means that the offense is sliding towards TJ and maybe Alex Highsmith over on the other side isn't being chipped or doubled on every single play and other guys can make plays. That means that the whole entire rush is better. So suddenly the back end has more time to be better, to do play better coverage, whatever, all of those pieces, yes. But beyond that, TJ demands so much of his teammates. I mean, I can't tell you how many guys have said that when they wake up on Sunday, TJ scares them. And Monday through Saturday, the guy is a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. When he shows up on Sunday, that is not the man you want pissed off at you. And that is not the man that you want think you are shirking or not playing your hardest. And there is something absolutely infectious in the way that he approaches the game, his level of seriousness, toward the game and what he brings every single time the ball is snapped. It just forces everybody around him to play at a different level. And I know that you're going to say, oh, that's this woo 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 intangible. How do you possibly quantify that? Just let me quantify it as somebody who has observed the game of National Football uh, observed games in the National Football League for 15 years. I've watched players. I've watched games. There's just something about him that makes everybody around him raise their level. I and just, it's a fact, Adam. It, it uh, no, no, is. No, no, it's not. Aditi, I'm not arguing anything you said. Obviously, you would know better than I. Jay's point was that those statistics that he gave you proves that T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in the league. No, that I didn't. Was, no, that's not what did. I said. If you go back and look what I said, I asked the question, yeah. does this make him the most valuable Those player in the stats. league? Yeah. Right. That's what I said. I said that was Well, a, you know, it, it's an interesting it question, it. right? It does. Well, it's an interesting – we're talking about this at quarterback, and we're talking about Jalen Hurts, and what yeah. has happened to the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. Does that just prove mm -hmm. how valuable Jalen Hurts is? You could make the argument – being available every week, like a Patrick Mahomes, is actually more valuable than not being That's available. Right. So I would always say the guy that plays every week is – I mean, don't they say that one of your best abilities is your availability? availability. Well, that's the yep, most important part, yeah. Like, this is Can't help the Adam, club from the tub. He said about Eli Manning all those years that Eli Manning knew when to throw the ball away and live to see another down. The fact that he was there for his team every single week that he had that consecutive game streak was a statement 
on him. Being there to show up and being there for your teammates is a big part and of it. Aditi, so, it, yes, go ahead. I, I think what I, what I really wanted to hear from you on is, and, and I want I want to be clear. If, if if anybody mistook what I said, I wasn't even. He's not going to be the MVP. He he will not be, and that, that for a myriad of reasons. Number one, he missed too much time, and you got to be available. But what, the question that I think is a very fair question to ask after looking at those stats is not is he going to win the award. The question that I want to know after looking at those numbers, do these numbers further convince people to say that he may well be the most valuable player in the def- on the defensive side in the NFL? He's won the award, I think, once. But how would that prove anything with no context with other players? I'm asking. I'm That's just asking. Yeah, no, it doesn't prove what? anything. I think it's also <sighs> – I think it also speaks to your ability to take over a game. I remember the year before TJ was defensive player of the year. Um, I was not sent to the Super Bowl that year. So the NFL honors show I watched from home sitting on the couch next to my husband. That's when they reveal all this. And I remember Matt, my husband, who is a Steelers fan, being like, okay, it'll be TJ. It'll be TJ. And I said to him, I said, no, it's going to be Aaron Donald. And Matt was like, how could you say that? TJ had all these numbers and TJ this and TJ that. And I said, you watch, it'll be Aaron Donald. And it was indeed Aaron Donald that year. And it is simply because Aaron Donald had a greater ability to take over a game and had exhibited that regardless of what was happening, regardless of whether there were three defenders on him or not. And that year, TJ had had Bud Dupree for a period of time drawing extra attention as well. And again, football is not about one person. Football is all about the puzzle pieces fitting together. And the same way that I say you play who's opposite you, you play with the hand that you're dealt. But there are certain players that no matter what, regardless of what is around them, can take over a game. And sometimes the way we talk about Cam Hayward, that there are three men on him and he still somehow bull rushes them and gets 20 yards downfield to chase somebody. And I think that TJ, as great and wonderful and dynamic and as gaudy as the stats are and all of that, I still think that he's obviously in that conversation, but I don't know if he's the number one guy who completely, totally takes over a game. Hell, I when think J.J. Micah Watt Parsons, was at his To, to Bull's point, when I watched Micah Parsons this year, particularly in close and late, he, to me, this year yeah. has been what Aaron Donald was in the Super Bowl. I agree. When I the Rams the most needed him to step up, this guy made ridiculous play after right. ridiculous play. And Micah Parsons has been making these plays in close and late all year long, where right. now we're at the point where we're not wondering if he's going to make it. We're just wondering what he's going to do to take over the game. to come up with that big play. And yeah. that, look, I think that that is ahead of TJ Watt. I think that there have been periods of time that TJ Watt has been that. That's just not him this year, but of course he's dealt with so much injury-wise this year. Um, you know, and the trauma of his brother needing his heart uh, brought back. You know, I can't remember the exact phraseology for it. Um, it's, it's been a year. It's it's just, it's not him right now. That doesn't mean that it in the future. Right. I just wouldn't say that he is the number one defensive player in a vacuum right now. Yeah, and it's so hard to say the best. It's hard to do that with quarterback. We, you know, when we say who's the best yeah. quarterback, we never talk about, well, it's clear-cut this guy. We say, well, Tom Brady does this, and there's Patrick Mahomes, and we list three or four or right. five guys, and I think they're kind of interchangeable. They are essentially close to the same person. They I make think big Patrick plays. Mahomes is clear-cut number one now. I, think, yeah. I, I, yeah. I do yeah, think now because I Tom think, Brady has finally yes. aged out. I think the debate is number well, two. Who's number two? Right. Point, I really think that the number one thing, which is very, very subjective and not necessarily easily quantifiable, but I really think the number one trait should be, do you make people around you better? And so Absolutely. when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, look at who his receivers are. Like, who is he throwing to? And how long has he had with them? How much time has he built chemistry with them? We're not talking about Tom Brady and Gronk, who know each other better than anybody. We're not talking about Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and their prime. You know, so I think it's that. I would would disagree with that part because he has Kelsey now for a while. Sure, yes, but he's not. Kelsey's not the only one that he's throwing to. No, but he's he's better. I mean, career-wise, he's he's probably better than Gronk. I would say. Yeah, again, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I, yeah. I'm not diminishing that. But I'm yeah. saying Patrick Mahomes is using everything that is at his disposal, and he's got three yes. basically new receivers. 
none of whom are really like top yes, flight. That is correct. Like we're not talking about AJ Brown here. So, or Devontae yeah, right. Adams or, you know, wherever you want to go with that. So uh, I think doing... it's just, do you elevate the play of your teammates and are you good you know, another thing I think is that are you not only reliant on one guy when you talk about Kelsey? I remember Joe Burrow, and it's funny because I just talked about this with Trevor Lawrence this past week. Joe Burrow a year ago, there was a point where all three of his receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, all had somewhere in between 60 and 65 receptions. And I remember having the conversation with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, who said to him, that was the single most meaningful stat because it meant that Joe wasn't just forcing the ball to Jamar, his favorite receiver that he had the best chemistry with, that Joe was literally scanning the field at all times and choosing the best option. What, who is the best guy to throw to? He was going through his reads in the best possible way. And so Trevor Lawrence recently has been doing the exact same things with his receivers, with Jones and Jones and Kirk, and with his tight end, Evan Ingram, and distributing the ball so well. And so I was asking Trevor about this and going through his reads. And interestingly enough, Trevor actually credited Doug Peterson and uh, Press Taylor, Zach Taylor's brother, who's his OC, saying they're actually really calling what the best play is on every single snap. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was saying, I'm sorry, he was saying that they are, it's not necessarily Trevor going through his reads as well, it's that the play call is that good. Like every yeah. snap, Doug Peterson knows what matchup to exploit. <laughs> so, well, you, you need a drink and we got to run. Happy New Year, Aditi. Always great to have you on the show, and uh, I hope you get that frog out of your throat and have a great weekend. Are you doing the Browns-Steelers game quickly? No, I'm not. That will be the uh, Greg Gumbel, Adam Archuleta, ah. AJ Ross crew. Okay. Gumbel, right. Gumbel. I was hoping we'd see you on that <laughs> I was team, supposed but... to be in Denver. The reason that I'm late this morning, I apologize. I was going to be on the sideline of the Chargers game, but uh, it was just decided this morning that I will instead be on the NFL today with – what continues to be very, very happy updates on Demar Hamlin. And wow. I'm personally hoping that he's brought home to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was great um, news today. It was right? great news. And you know what? If they're, great, smart, great, if, great they're, if they're smart at CBS, they're going to see you on that set, and they're going to say, we need her presence every week in studio on this show because they <laughs> Well, do. I'm going to be standing outside a hospital, Jay. I won't be on set. I'll either well, be outside a hospital in Cincinnati or outside a hospital in Pittsburgh. All right. Speaking of on set, when are you coming back to this set? Yeah. After the season? I think when the season's over. All right. When the season's we'll over. A, we'll have a bigger chair next time. My way. I promise we get you a chair. We'll have a bigger chair. <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting. Yeah, wait, guys. We're, we're waiting breathlessly for your return. Happy New Year, Aditi. Thank awesome. you. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year, my uh, friends. We have a celebration to uh, to We do have a celebration. In. Earl, will you do the honors? I'm excited about this. I can't wait to see it. No one has seen this yet. Literally, no, I know. Seen this yet. Explain what it is. I don't know what this we is. We did a fantasy football league between the UCSS members. <laughs> I hate <and> you. <laughs> that Bull said from the start, He's, I'm going to win. He said it, and he came and back. And at one point, he was like in seventh or eighth place. I started 0-2, and I was... Two and three, I and think. So, and even then, you're like, I'm not concerned. I'm going to win it. So he just declared himself champion. He just said, that's it. Yeah. It, Here, it, here's your here's your second place. I'm the winner. That's it. So I'm you're protesting this. And Jason, I, he, I, just, he just paid you, right? He just didn't even give you a chance to. He I, just said, here you go. What's your points. I had Josh Allen and Isaiah McKenzie. You never know what's going to happen. First of all, I had, and I had Jamar Chase. Yeah, you weren't going to win. He wasn't making up <laughs> You're not going to win. Just Bull just declared him. My just brother said, is in, or my son is in fantasy purgatory too. Yeah. There's some He's league, in the championship other leagues game. I'm in where we declared co-champs because it was debatable oh, wow. who would win. Okay. It was debatable. Oh, well, we're waiting to see if they're going to replay the game. Which they may. If they do replay the game, we'll count In this it. league, the commissioner just said, you know what? Stop the vote. Well, I win. Hey, if so this was, could be a premature it celebration. Stolen. So it was stolen from me. I know Jason's joking vote. around. There's but if the no situation, Isaiah McKenzie wouldn't have scored Stop the steal. That's right. Stop That's the right. steal. If, there were, if, it were, if things were reversed, I would have get, made Jason the champion. Stolen. 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 So <laughs> what is this? Is this, the, is this our official trophy? Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show fantasy. Fo I would have liked to have a picture of me instead of uh, this random dude in here, but 
That's okay. First that's a nice looking trophy. Thank actually. you. We'll share it. I'll have it. Let this me see. Week. That's nice. That. <laughs> hey, dude, I got Here's some weight. Somebody hold the trophy still so we get a shot of it. Here we go. Well, you got to. Yeah, turn, turn it towards it. the camera. So I was putting it towards no, the camera. No, no, you're holding the front of yeah, it. Yeah, let's see the you front of it. Spin it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there, no, no, to this that one. way. There you go. That's a good, I got it now, Steve. That's actually a good looking. It's a great trophy. I love that he's on a he's in a chair. Well, I think you should throw your legs over the left side of that chair. That chair. Listen, we're on chair budget right now. Yeah. Let me just say, in honor of like prisoner, we have a lot of prisoners of the moment here. We heard how Mike in this room. We've heard how Mike McDaniel's a great coach. His team choked like a dog. We've heard how Robert Sala's a great coach. His team choked like a dog. But you you did not choke. But I did. But I, when people were talking trash, deservedly so, because I was zero two. You came back. And you, you said the and, whole time, I'm going to win declared it. himself champion. Declared myself champion. Before Jason the games were even this. over. I just, uh, could we just He's not really bitter. He's busting a lot shots. real quick? Let's build a current back. Yeah. Bull created this two-quarterback super flex league without asking anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Collected all the money himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, the and then just all of a sudden just calls it. He just calls it. Look, he's the commissioner. Somebody's got to make the difficult you calls. Wanna, uh, you want you want to do a league vote? I mean, I, I think we should open up a poll. Yeah, let's, let's put a poll on YouTube. Let's put a poll on YouTube. I mean, Jason's we don't need a poll. There's no way Jay was going to catch him. He was no down here. We, we need a poll. He has Jamar Chase. We need a poll. Covered by Jadarius uh, White. Zero catches, guaranteed. They, guaranteed. He's messing around. They, First of all, the when I told up. Jason Anthony's I was set, I'm not going to say exactly what he texted me, but when I texted Jason that he won second place and I was sending him 150 bucks, his response was that of happiness, not anger. Well, then I had a chance to sit back and think about it. <laughs> yeah, not so fast, my friend. Yeah, what, fast, winning, my friend. Uh, what do you win? I won 300. How many leagues? He won do you 150. Do? How many leagues are you in? Five. How many are you going to win? Just this one. This was it. Wow. I, I was leading year. from gate. I thought it was you. Two gates. I, I thought had a bad it was year. you. Well, let's be clear. Not only did G have the by far the most points all season, he, had the he best finished season. fourth, so he doesn't win any money. He lost in the semis. I lost, he lost to me in the he semis. Lost, I lost bad. to him. Now, now technically, G would have a bigger argument for Earl for them to split third place than, than Jason would against me. Their matchup was closer. Well, I think Earl says hell no. Earl was up by 15 points, but G did have Evan McPherson left. Mm. It's possible you catch. I mean, one seventy-yard freaky touchdown pass. I'm no, no, Evan McPherson. Kick, oh, kicker, oh, 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 kicker. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's not going to happen unless so, he kicks a fifty-yard field goal. So, or two. Well, so, you have to kick like three or four. What field do you guys? How many points do you give for fifty yarders? I don't remember off the top have, of my head. I, ours a kicker is, I, I like fifteen. Way, that's not out of question. It no, might have been I mean, more than fifteen. But the, the reason I, I ask, not out of question. Yeah, our league is three for anything under forty. Four for 40 to 49 and five, five. for 50 I don't plus. I don't did. know if yours is like that or not. Probably. But McPherson's a guy that could, could do oh, that. My that impression money. was that I, I was going to say something to G. No. And my impression was G's such a good dude. He probably want Earl to have it anyway. Yeah, he'd take it. That you was know my what? impression. I, if I didn't get the trophy, I don't want it. I had Jalen Hurts. Got hurt. Oh. Yeah, killed you. And, and I had Cooper Cup. But you were still killing it without Y'all was going. If I had that. What was your quarterback's last name? Uh, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. didn't give you some sort of uh, He was the MVP. And you, and, and you know who you filled in with was Deshaun Watson. It, it, yeah, it, it, I, actually, well, I had him, or Gino, him or Geno Smith, I could have played. But if my squad was uh, completely healthy, by the way, I had Patrick Mahomes, too. They were dead. You guys were dead. You were I just thought Earl had the best team coming out of the draft. Did I like the Earl's team. Yeah. Earl had a good team. He had a good season. All right, so the first season. season is in the books. Now, what we haven't talked about yet today Damn. is that that's the prize, but there's also a booby prize. Yep. yep. And that was, we had decided, even though for a while it looked like Tim Couch was going to finish in last, and Tim was like, I didn't know anything about this. I'm not doing stand-up he, comedy. He, he threw, I'm he taking threw enough food. abuse in Cleveland did, in my he lifetime. He did pay, by the way. Yeah. I finally finally got the money from Tim. And, uh, his, He's good for it. It wasn't him that said it. it was some, I don't know, maybe his wife or girlfriend. It's an accounting know. firm. <laughs> but and Lee, and Leroy paid too. But did he he didn't finish in last, did he? No. no I, I okay, ended good. up finishing in last, which I'm happy about, so there wasn't any controversy. So the deal was first you get that beautiful trophy. It is an awesome. Now is trophy. that gonna be a traveling trophy? The winner next year will get it? No, I think you should have a different say trophy. I think we'll leave it on set. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the booby prize is if you finish last, which McNuggets did, 
or McNuggets explained place because Anthony also got tied into this. But <laughs> yeah, so what has to happen <laughs> now? What has to happen now? Uh, we are going to do an opening comedy set. Anthony's going to open for me. Wow. I'm going to open for Mike Polk. How did Anthony get pulled show? into this? He wanted you to guys, do it. I think you basically. did it. No, Mike Polk did. put Mike Polk oh, said Polk Anthony. Him I mean, yes. Technically, uh, technically, Anthony not just can still bail, bail if he wants. <laughs> I think he has the right to bail if he wants. Yeah, I'm not bailing. I'm, I've already been practicing. No, so Anthony, and I think I think Anthony wants bail, to do Mike. it. So, and I want to see no, him yeah, do yeah. five or ten minutes of stand-up. So, Anthony's friend who drafted for Tim Couch is allegedly flying up here from Charlotte just to watch Anthony. No way. Just to watch this. I can't wait. Even draft his own team. This is the best. Tim Couch told us from the get-go. I don't want to do this. I have no interest. I've never played fantasy football. I'm not going to check. So did my he lineup. even make in-season moves? No, no, Bull said his lineup half the season. <laughs> I was setting lineups for him and for uh, Brad quite often. Which is which is kind of another fugazi part of this whole thing. I lost to Tim Couch twice in the season because Bull actually set his lineup. <laughs> yeah. And then there was weeks where Bull, uh, Tim Couch had eight guys hurting on IR and it was a free win for other people. So you know what? But, I deserve the trophy. Bull. By the way, I set Brad's lineup once against me and he beat me because he, of he, it. You said it once. He okay, got me Okay, now that should yeah. take yeah. any question of... No, no, Bull's a man of integrity. I do give him credit. I'm well, and integrity. he's the commissioner that can make this decision. I met, I, except well, for I, stopping the count and declaring himself No, champion. that's a fair move. I think though. it's fair Somebody in has to be called the if winner. If were closer, if I would have called McKenzie it a split. seven touchdowns and he had Josh Allen and McKenzie, which that's listen, right. Okay, so Dave Richard on the show told us, start Isaiah McKenzie. I wouldn't even put a second quarterback in for Isaiah McKenzie. Dave has given us elite fantasy advice been great. all season Even long. if Josh Allen would have thrown four touchdowns to Isaiah McKenzie, which is the odds of that are almost none. Very slim. I still probably would have won. Jamar Chase was going to have zero catches. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Tim and, Brad, Tim and Brad are out of the league next year. We got to get Jay wow. in it. Wait, we rele- I didn't know we were going to relegate. We got to relegate. Relegate. Well, they, Whatever. They're not they interested. They lineup once all season. So, no. Peace. Listen, I, I mean, Brad drafted Ken York in the fifth round. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Six and still finished. It was Why bad. <coughs> OG was looking bad. So, he had Justin Fields. So, so what he, has to happen now? Now, at, oh, yeah, so at the comedy club. We are waiting to yeah. confirm the date with the comedy club. We have submitted two dates that we believe work for both Polk, for us. In January? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Early February. Damn. Early okay. Fe- it, 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 trying to get in this comedy club. Yeah, I know. They is, book four it, weeks it's out. It's booked out. So it's going to be a weekday probably. It is most likely a weekday night. And we're inviting anybody and everybody Any that wants everybody. to come. We're, we're going to promote the crap out of it. It is going to be. I can't wait. It's going to be sold out. I'm telling you, we're going to sell out the. It's the Pickwick and Frolic hilarities. I yeah. Is What's is. your lane going to be? Like, are you going to be a you roaster? Be raunchy? Like, are you going to be raunchy? No. I, listen, G gave me two black jokes, which I'm not going to take. No. <laughs> no. I told you, you got. G, no. Don't do that to him. No. I gave him two. I'm like, not, yo, this is like I'm Michael Che writing the jokes for. <laughs> By the way, again, I think in comedy anybody should be able to say whatever they want in comedy. Hey. However. That's not that way people treat it. So <laughs> no, it's not. You got to. I'm not yet. And I appreciate G. I appreciate the. Could you though? Could community. you imagine if I'm this skinny little white dude got up there oh. and started dropping bombs? Oh. Plus, oh. it's not a comedian, oh. so it would sound awkward. No, it would, it would come off wrong. It'd be, a, <laughs> it'd be funny. As, as part of the Jewish community with Bull, I'm refraining from any Jewish jokes. I'm yeah. just not. Okay. Playing, I'm playing it down. The I think road. that's playing yeah. it safe, and that's don't the right do way to go. Racial or Jewish? We don't want to make headlines. No. Listen, I'm going to make fun of you guys a little bit. I'm going to tell a couple stories. And I'm going to pray the clock moves faster than it has in That could be funny, I'm actually. My, I don't, I'm that's a good idea. You, you should use, like, a Jerry Seinfeld, like some observational humor, that yeah, type I, of I stuff. Yeah, I got a couple. Oh, okay. but, but I can't wait, man. I'm so excited about this. But you don't want to have too many inside jokes. You went last from everybody. You got to do a couple current event bars, too. You oh, got to yeah, do oh, yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. current event ones. But if what? it is a crowd that is – I don't know what the crowd will look like. But if so it, here's my guess, If Jay. it's a heavy UCSS crowd, then they'll get these I jokes. Think, so I think – and this is a guess. I believe the comedy club holds about 400 people. Yeah, I've been there. A real, it's a real crowd. Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. Is it only, does it have to be by invite from the show only to go? No. No. It should be. 
Well, the well, thing is, we might we want to fill the place. No, yeah. I'm saying we want, but we want it only to be fans of the show. They're all invited. But it is, yeah, it's a Mike Polk Jr. show, though. Oh, I see. Okay. So if it was yeah. just us, yes, but it is a Mike Polk Jr. show. Got so it. It's gonna be a Wednesday or Thursday night. I don't know. I love Polk. I'm not sure if he's selling out. No. Uh, on the, when night. I've seen him, it was in the week and it was sold out. So I went on a Saturday and it was sold out. I'm not sure okay. what it is elsewhere. As soon as the date's confirmed, it's we will tell fun. you on the show. We will tweet it. We want. We want everyone. Are we going to live stream it or no? I don't think legally we can live stream. We're going to record it and we'll put it on YouTube. So even yeah. if you can't come, this will be up there for you guys. Are to you see nervous at, at all on a one to ten? Where are you right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm. Ner- it's funny. I've I've talked on live TV in front of like. Well, you were on like, air for. You've been on air yeah, your so whole like, career. That doesn't really make me nervous. I know I'm gonna be crapping my pants when I walk up there. <laughs> like, I know, because uh, I'm not going to be funny. I just want a couple real laughs. I'm. You're gonna be fun. I'm fine. Like, 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 a I'm couple not, like, laughs. I'm not terrified, but I know. I'm, <laughs> what are you gonna, gonna wear? You're gonna be more nervous than what, I will what are you gonna wear? Like are you gonna wear like a funny outfit? Are you gonna? No, get, don't do that. I was hoping uh, maybe I'll wear a barbershop. Gee, give me your. I want triple XL barbershop gear for this. <laughs> triple XL. Wear, I got. I got some for you too. It's a nightgown. Actually, put them in you know, unlaced Jordans. <laughs> like, let's. I, Actually, no, you know what? Tyvis is gonna style me. I'm gonna let Tyvis be my style. Okay, that's a good idea. And I have all the Browns gear that G brought in that he said his mom bought him that yeah. was too big for him that I might just wear. I'll let but Tyvis why? That'd be that. swimming on you. It's gonna look. Stupid. I mean, too small for me. It'd be funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, too small yeah, for yeah. you. Too small for G. Still the quadruple. I, yeah, so. I, I still like still big. I can't wait. I I think it's gonna be and one so, of the. So we end with this. We got two minutes. I know we gotta wrap up. Yeah. I promise you guys. And not you guys. This is to the UCSS viewers. As soon as this date's confirmed, we will blast it everywhere. We want you to come. Please come hang out with us. Right. I, we're all going to be there. I'm inviting some friends who it's gonna be great. want to watch. Like, it's not an official meet and greet, but Might it's well an be. unofficial meet it's and greet. It's going to be a UCSS come, yeah, party. Come hang out with us. I, I like, think, please, yeah. please, please. I promise you, we are not holding out the date. I'm not going to wait till the day before to tell y'all when it is. We will tell y'all. Are you okay if I invite Bernie Kozar? Please. Okay. I'm making a Tim Couch story. I'm telling y'all right now. Tim Couch is getting roasted. We got to get too. Maurice Claret here. I <laughs> bring everybody. Tim Couch needs to come up. I yeah, want you should just roast. Tim Couch coming. Tim already told us he's That's actually today. really good, Mike. You should just roast all of us. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's, the, yeah. that's the avenue. And so. get Leroy Horde up here, too. I, listen, I'm a, it's I'll not t- a party Leroy unless right Leroy's there. I'll text Leroy. All right, he's, very he's, good. He's, he's, I'm scared, though. Dequell, you got to try to get Dequell here. Oh, absolutely, Dequell. Right, we got 15 seconds. I will text them all right now. Overtime as soon as next. we know, I will tell you all, overtime is the second list of the numbers from yeah. yesterday. The We're greatest numerical Cleveland athletes, 10 to 19. Dequell tomorrow. Yeah. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.